Hi everybody. This is a this is another special episode of What a Beautiful Podcast with me, Jack, and I'm Andy, and I'm scared of the amount of things that we're going to talk about today on on this on this grand grand episode of What a Beautiful Podcast. Yeah, remember when I said 18? 18 was a powerful number? No. N- 19. 19 is the true <laughs> god. 18 was a false idol. <laughs> 19 is the power number, and all those Dark Tower fans out there will know what I'm talking about. Right there? Right? 19? Yeah, let's go. Uh, 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 okay, Jack. Yeah, that, that, sorry, Dark Tower fan. Excuse me. <laughs> but anyway, we got ourselves another Triple Joge episode. Oh, but uh, <laughs> there, there needs to be, like, stinger music there. <laughs> Just, like, <laughs> no, need, the Price is Right loser horn. <laughs> So, so yeah, anyway, so yeah, uh, we're going to be talking about the new chapter of Jajolian this week, so sure are. if you're keeping up with Jajolian and haven't read the chapter yet, stop listening to this podcast and go do that before you listen to the podcast, right Jack? This is a spoiler heavy episode, people. Yeah, we got some stuff going on, so we're not going to get through too much battle tendency today because we need to fit all this good Jojo content into the episode so, without further ado, let's just get started right away. Mm-hmm. Let me put away David Pumpkins for the time being. All right. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Oh, you haven't seen so the good. SNL skit, The Haunted Elevator? Just just do yourself a favor and go do it. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a pro tip from your friends here at What a Beautiful Podcast, LLC. Uh, so, where we last left off, um, Joey was having a hell of a time fighting Wham!, and just did a sick killer trick stunt on uh, Wan's arms, pretty much like getting rid of him. Like his yeah, they're not in good shape right now. No, uh, but chapter one hundred one, a true warrior, starts off with a really <laughs> this wistful ass picture of Wan, like with uh, his profile, and there's there's some good details in here, like. I like age. his presumed age, 12,000. <laughs> his 12,000, give or take presumed. a couple of millennia. Yeah. Special mode. The wind. Oh, boy. But yeah. <laughs> Place of origin, presumed American continent. Which one? Eh, one of them. Favorite uh, color. Yeah, that's all the same thing. <laughs> Favorite color. Cobalt blue. Sleep time, 2,000 years. All right, I think I got to know Wan better here. Yeah, I feel like we're friends now, really. (laughs) We're just best buds. But where we last left Wan, he was having a bad time on his chariot with his vampire horses. And he was having a hard time because Joey uh, dismantled his arms. And this is the first time that Wan has ever had a bad time like this. Like, ever. So... They're both still going around the track, and because they're about to make another lap, some new weapons are going to be put out for our heroes. Well, Hero and Wan. What, what, what do you call Wan? Because I don't. Because is he? He's still a villain, but like he's better than cars. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. He's he's like Shadow the Hedgehog, you know. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Just right into it there. Four minutes in. Wham is Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn it, Andrew. He's not a complete piece of shit, but he's just doing what he thinks is right, you know? 
So but what do you knuckles? No. Nah, I mean, maybe more knuckle. I mean, he's just like he's just doing whatever uh, whatever cars tells him to do, basically. And and knuckles can fly, and so can Wham, kind of. Okay. Uh, so the new weapons are put out on the track, and they are some steel ball crossbows, the prequel to Steel Ball Run. <laughs> and there's a big, big crossbow and a small crossbow for small boys. And one of the vampires demonstrates this crossbow, and Iraqi drew like 17 million balls in a row to denote speed. And I'm really glad he stopped doing this for his own health, because Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, um, not good. Yeah, just demonstrating that these steel balls with the power of the crossbow can just, like, demolish anything. Like, if they hit Wham, he's done. If it hits Joge, he's done. And Joey has to make a decision now, like, what, which, one, which one is he going to choose, big boy or small boy? But before he can do that... Uh, <laughs> Rocky goes into some detail about how Wham is recovering from this situation, and while Lisa Lisa is just sweating, all, like in two panels, it's like it's just a quick thing. Just like yeah, she's sweating. She's Not just you know getting that taken care of. Yeah. It's like, mm. <laughs> and so, what what is this high level at athletic mental healing technique called, Andrew? You know, you, you, the classic technique, switching win back. Is this in any way related to the smash hit video game series win back for the Nintendo 64? Could you Sony possibly drop a more two? obscure reference? <laughs> Look, or were man. you talking about the hit sequel win back two on PlayStation? <laughs> no, because I can't get over the fact that win back was made for the N64 and PlayStation two. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. But, but, you know, everybody's favorite video game is Winback, but I don't think there's any correlation here. I'm not even really sure what the word Winback means in this context. I think a Rocky... It's gotta be... Like, I I wonder what the original Jap... The, the translation was. Like, I, I don't know, but... I uh, think someone dropped a D in there, like, switching Windback. Like, because his mode is Wind... I don't know. It's another pseudoscience bullshit Araki likes to use. So, uh, Wham is having his arms dangle, and he's talking about, like, oh, he just needs to do his uh, little ritual to get his strength back, get his mind back in the game so the coach can throw him the ball. And what Wham decides to do is pretty gross. And uh, I don't like it. And what he does is just take his thumbs and, like, just pop his own eyes. Just splorch. Just, oh, mm. oh, we're treated to an excellent page of Wham's eye sockets and his thumbs just covered in his own blood and eye juice. And just like, yeah, he, he did this. This is the decision he has made. <laughs> he did it. It was him. The absolute madman. And in lieu of eyes, Wham is going to, uh, well... He gets out his nice little unicorn horn that he's got hidden in his head somewhere. Um, and he's going to use that to sense air currents, using it to feel the wind. And the the panel, the page, where Wham leaps out of his chariot to, like, kiss the sun or kiss the moon 
and he sparkles is uh it's something it's uh yeah it's probably one of the most homoerotic things that's happened in jojo so far like the most it's it's pretty fabulous yeah (laughs) because while wan is doing this posing in the in the sky we're also treated to like three whams beneath him like doing the motions to get up here like perfect perfect four four just horned men anyway uh joey has to make the choice to like what's which uh which crossbow is joey joestar gonna pick is he gonna pick the small boy no andrew he does not pick the small boy crossbow he goes with the big boy crossbow because he's a big man he's a big boy with his big boy crossbow and his big boy pants and he's gonna fight (laughs) the other big boy with his big boy crossbow he sure is the his face uh like the one eyebrow raised as he like grabs this off of the uh the vampire column just like hey i got it yeah it's it's pretty good (laughs) and all the other vamps are laughing it's like ah you fucker you 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 messed up and guess what joey can't do he can't use that crossbow (laughs) no no he cannot yeah um he miscalculated the amount of strength needed to draw a crossbow have you never drawn a crossbow it's hard (laughs) it's very hard like back in back in the medieval times crossbows would have a crank on them where you'd like set them down on the ground they'd have a stirrup for your foot like that's what that thing in the front of the crossbow is for andrew like you put that on the ground then you put your foot through it oh fun facts yeah fun facts here with your friend jack um and then you like crank up the bowstring but joey is just trying to like pull it and it's not really working that well because his fingers are about to come off (laughs) yeah he definitely made a bad choice (laughs) yeah uh whereas wham made the good choice going with the small boy crossbow that fits in the palm of his hand and just like pulling back that thing like it was nothing and shooting it at joey uh mrs joey but rest in peace one of those vampire horses like jesus christ <laughs> yeah that, that that's horse, a, it, like like goddamn <laughs> that horse gets <laughs> obliterated like it's like the steel ball just goes through its head and it's disintegrated like whoo whoo and wham just like ah that was just a practice shot i'm gauging the distance Joe is just shitting himself at this point. Like, oh god, it's oh man, this action sequence here. Like, I don't know about you, it's it's incredible. Yeah, it's all drawn super well, and like, it's just it's just it's just sick. (laughs) Yeah, at this period of um, JoJo, like Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency, like this is like the best art for this section like uh because then stardust crusaders 2 like golden wind has its own thing and then so on and so forth but like this is the best art style of this uh uh, phase i think of rocky yeah anyway we move on to chapter 102 shoot symmetrically to the other side we get another uh, drawing of Wham looking very, very elegant. Very oh, man. 
he's a he's a pretty pony. He, yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he's, he's got unicorn. his unicorn horn, and he's just <laughs> like, mm, he's just doing it. His giant hoop earrings. Uh, so he uses his horn to sense the air. That's basically what that page is showing. And he's using it to aim at Joey uh, so he can just splorch him like he did with the vampire horses. And Joey's still trying to pull back on the bowstring, but like his fingers are just like not having it. So Wham is about to fire. And then what it seemed like to me and what it's drawn like, it seems like Joey just jumps through the flames. But like, is he doing that or is he just running around them? I don't. Uh, I'm not really sure. Like, okay, so we're just we ju- we're just talking about how it's well drawn, but this is kind of confusing a little bit. Yeah, cause well, I think it's how it's colored too, cause it's colored like the horse is on the layer in front of the flames. But I don't know. Point being, the flame being around hot air messes up Wan's like air aiming. Uh, so Joey realizes this and is on the opposite side of wham with the big bonfire that cars lit up at the very beginning of this thing um but because he's doing that cars knows exactly where he's gonna be because he's always on the opposite side because cars is pretty much a fighting genius which cars i'm sorry i've been saying cars or i meant to say wham wham is a fighting (laughs) genius whoops (laughs) way to go jack Oh fuck! Way to go, Jack! You've there's done like it again. Char- there's four named characters, and I can't keep them fucking straight. God damn it! <laughs> and if this were a job, I would have been fired like episode two. Yeah, um, we're we are definitely not great at this. Yeah, we're fine. Uh, so Wham fires at Joey because <laughs> he knows exactly where he's gonna be, and ricochets it off the side of the uh, the Coliseum. And right into Joey's ribs. like Oh, God, oh. that looks like it hurts so bad. Like, the sound effect is angry. It's just like, the goal. And blood squirts out of Joey like an overripe tomato. And just falls to the ground. And while he falls to the ground, uh, he's able to cock the bowstring. So, that's something. But he's yeah. still like bleeding onto the ground while these v- shitty vampires just scream yeah and i that's... love this drawing of car this like really awkward drawing of cars in the bottom right of this page just like finish him <laughs> where he's just like <laughs> looks like he's doing a dance like he's mid dance it's like break it down <laughs> you know what <laughs> it's so it, it's i can't even like he's gonna he's about to just dance on joey's corpse yeah, I think this is the thumbnail, and I'll just erase the the words. It's <laughs> he, he looks like he he looks like he's trying to like drive a nineteen sixties automobile, <laughs> like yeah. big fist on on the giant steering wheel. Love him. Uh, so we're treated to a couple panels of just Joey like moaning on the ground, and this is this is a bad spot for him. Um, yeah. This one panel, Wham looks like he hulked out. Like it's like he's like he's like, oh, it's my second form now. I'm Big Wham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Big Wham. And I think in that same panel, uh, one of his knives is gone. Like you know the knives that he keeps his uh, clothes on with by piercing his skin. One of them just disappears. I don't know. If that was not intentional, but uh, <laughs> a rock. 
Um, so surreptitiously, Jojo is able to load the steel ball crossbow while Wham is about to uh, run him down with the two extant vampire horses. And he pulls out the crossbow at the last second, right as Wham's giant fists are about to come down on him. Um, but it looks like Joey drops it, fires a crossbow in the complete wrong direction, and starts to beg for his life, throwing rocks at Wham, just behaving <laughs> like, like a complete ass. child. Yeah, because guess what? Joey Joestar is going to win. And Obviously. <laughs> Using his patented shithead technique, uh, out of nowhere, the fucking steel ball comes back, rips Wham a new hole, like, right through his chest. He's got um, a new hole now. He's got, like, it, whatever holes he had, just plus one, like, immediately. And with this new hole, he can do so many things. Um, so what Joey did... He was throwing the rocks to mess with Wham's, like, bat sonar so he wouldn't be able to sense the big steel ball coming. And then we're treated to a very nice diagram of how Joey planned out this shot. And I like that the little icon for Joey has his bandana. Yes, it's "Ah." very – I love that attention detail, you know? It's it's cute. Um, And all the vampires and cars are like, "The, the bullet arrived? from behind <laughs> they're like trying to grasp what's happening like they they're just so confused like the they're trying to do like trigonometry like with just oh man and but, uh, joey hmm? i was gonna say so that 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 brings us to the end of this chapter and well, honest honestly we should probably cut it off there i just want to draw attention to uh Joey tries to do his, ah, I played a little trick on you again, but he's, like, dying. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, oh, I <laughs> played a oh, trick Oh, God, on you. everything hurts. I can't breathe, but, ah, you got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I can see my ribs. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah we'll, we'll cut it there. Um, the quick, quick two chapters, because we're going to get real into Jojolian, like, uh, analysis, because it deserves it. But... Yeah, but real, real, real quick, I know we're already really packed. I just want to talk about the fact that uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the animation, premiered on Toonami last oh, week. Oh, it did. It did. And that's exciting for a lot yeah. of reasons. Well, firstly, it's exciting because, wow, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the, uh, the like, thought to be unlocalizable is on TV in America. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, how was it? I mean, I, it was just the dub. I've seen the dub, and oh, I've never, I've never seen the dub. Oh yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this before, but you know, I think the dub's pretty okay. But it had a, you know, it has a lot of people up in arms about uh, the dub being bad and the effect it's gonna have on the fan base and this, this, and that. But I don't really want to get into that. But uh, removed from all of that, it was just really cool to see Tom. Toonami Tom talk about Jojo and oh that yeah sort of it must thing. have been surreal yeah it was really crazy and I was very happy to watch it so it was just super neat and yeah, that, yeah. that's really all I have to say about it but I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a cool thing definitely and if, and if you prefer the sub over the dub or the dub over the sub just 
just you do you. Just chase your bliss. Just don't don't make noise about it, and we'll leave yeah. it at that. I mean, people were saying like people were saying some dumb stuff about it right. when it when it happened because you know people saying going into going into anime? Phantom Blood blind is just a bad move in general. Like if you don't oh, know what you're getting course. yourself into, you're just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, where where is the punch ghosts? Yeah, like, so, oh, like, if you're going friend. into Phantom Blood Blind, I can understand being confused and turned off. But, like, people were saying some wild shit, and that got a lot of people really angry. It turned into this whole thing, and it's like, you know what, man? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I'm going to go do something productive. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build a boat. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make something with my So, hands. basically, your friends Jack and Andy here on What a Beautiful Podcast just want to say, you do you. Everybody, everybody, yeah. do what you want to do, Except and just and just and just enjoy it. Things. You know, however you enjoy it, just enjoy it, and a discussion. Yeah. yeah, and with that, we arrive for the next two sections at the lovely town of Mariah Cho. Yeah, and... different alternate universes of Mariah Cho. Uh, yeah, but pretty much the same city. It's weird. Yeah. Like, Although the, Except the in one they have cell phones. Alternate well, Mariah show is a little little bit weirder. A little bit yeah. less normal. Yeah, there were there were dinosaurs in uh Alternate Mariah Show. Alternate Mariah Show is kinda of more like sinister and like just like it's just unsettling. Whereas whereas part four Mariah Show is like just this normal town with just a lot of weird shit going on. Yeah, alternate Mariah Show is like monster house but like if it were a city yeah alternate mariah show i still feel like the people of that town are like some cult or something like i'm waiting for some kind of some kind of twist like that because i just get that some shadow over innsmouth like shit like yeah i get such a seriously like i get such a seriously twisted vibe from any time that there's things happening in just like with the townspeople it's just like, ooh, these people have something to hide. I don't oh, like them. Yeah, but put a pin in that. Right now we're talking about early 90s Mariah show. Yeah. Uh, with Kira and the cat who loved Kira Yoshikage. And I, I love the title of the episode was just uh, Cats Love Kira Yoshikage. And I was like, that sounds like a clickbait title. Cats love Kiryo Shikage. You'll be so mad when you find out these five simple tricks. Ten reasons why cats love Yoshikage Kira. Number one. (laughs) He also has a cat. Yeah. But Um, uh, if you'll do the honors, let's let's walk through this this strange episode. Yeah, let's unpack this. Alright, so at the end of the last episode, we saw Shinobu Kawajiri, uh, Kira's... Oh, kind of wife uh sort of victim at this point He's yeah it's a strange dynamic times. yeah but it's it's an interesting one yeah um, goes into the basement of the family home and sees a lovely cat a british blue sitting on a sack of potatoes and she's like oh what's this kitty doing here it's like oh, go over to it and pet it and it's like cat's not having any of it it's a it's a pissed off cat and she does some uh some weird stuff to try to get closer to the cat like pretending to be a cat it's it's weird yeah it's (laughs) it's 
And she just like it tries to pass it off like she's just doing normal people talking to cats things, but uh, that yeah, was like, a little extreme. Has Rocky ever like seen a cat or been next to a cat? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like he just has this like aggressive hatred of dogs, but he just ha- he just doesn't understand cats. Yeah, they're an enigma to him. <laughs> a Rocky um, and animals are just <laughs> they don't go. <laughs> he well just together. doesn't like. He doesn't get animals. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, so she tries to get close to the cat and then the cat starts darting around starts freaking out at her and then shinobu freaks out grabs a broom and starts like waving it around trying to get the cat out of here and she hits like a cabinet full of glassware and stuff knocks over the cabinet and the glass all shatters and kills the cat and it's very sad. And, yes, it is very, very sad. And she gets Kira to come down and look at it. And Kira's like, oh, yeah, the cat's dead. Don't worry about it. It's not your fault. But he also notices that the cat has a hole in its mouth, in the underside of its mouth. And he's like, this cat, this cat a stand user? It's like, nah, can't be a stand user. That'd be weird. Um, so he goes out back, buries the cat, and is like, okay, fine, fair next morning uh what what do we see come up from this grave oh it's (laughs) nothing good (laughs) nothing good it's a stand um in the manga stray cats like form kind of shifts like pretty wildly between uh appearances but i think for this they chose like the the last art style for it which is like pretty simplified but like also cat-like enough to not be super gross and what it is what stray cat has become through the power of stand magic is a flower uh kind of in the shape of a cat's head with uh with petals and everything that it uses to like wave its stuff and yeah it was definitely more gross in the manga but yeah the anime version it's kind of like almost unsettling for like different reasons like, it's, like, almost a little too cutesy at first. Well, yeah, and then it starts doing things, and it's like... Uh, yeah, this episode is really disgusting. Like, this episode hits a lot of my, uh... A lot oh, of my, yeah. bo- my body... <laughs> my my body things. Like, I don't like seeing some of this like, stuff happen. right in a row. Yeah, it's, It was but, amazing. I was like, Andrew's not gonna like that, that, that. <laughs> yeah, you can just hit all of the check marks of things I don't like. But before that, I gotta talk about the way they did the voice of stray cat and oh god <laughs> they oh my god it was perfect they so they did it if you haven't watched it yet they did it like a narrator like it was like some it was it was god reading the monologue of this cat yeah the mariah cho radio announcer that we hear at the beginning of some episodes it was just him like t- talking as if the cat was thinking these things yeah it was it was very special yeah and so the cats the, the narrator is just like oh i'm gonna wash my tail oh where'd my tail go it's like what where why can't i move why am i stuck in the <laughs> ground and, and it's always just like the cat said the cat thought the cat said um because yeah the cat's just going on instinct at this point sort of like rat did um so it's just it's just doing cat things or it's trying to 
to the extent you can when you're a flower. But Shinobu comes out and just to like, I think she was going to put some flowers on the grave, something like that. And the cat sees her. No, she was going to like clean up because she was holding a broom. And the cat recognizes her with the broom. It's like, that's the woman who killed me, he thought. And oh, God. The cat was so mad. Oh, the cat was so pissed. And here we see Stray Cat's stand power. And that's to control air uh, to the same sort of extent. Like, is it similar to another stand? Like, not really. Because it can shoot Not that I can air. think of. No, because it can shoot air. Uh, like air bubbles and just control air in its immediate surrounding which doesn't sound too powerful but then he shoots an air bullet at shinobu's foot and it blows off her toenail and that's check one for the makes andy uncomfortable i bet uh-huh yep i didn't yep. like that at all yeah i hate <laughs> i hate toenail violence <laughs> oh man i can't wait for stone ocean talking about no i don't i i don't even want to think about the (laughs) the gruesome shit that happens in stone ocean all right so blows off toenail uh she starts screaming because as she should because her toenail just got blown off yeah and at this point like i wasn't sure if she could see stray cat or maybe she thought it was just a flower because like my thinking was that People who can't see stands just see it as a flower, where people who can see stands, like, actually see the stand energy moving this flower. Whatever. Doesn't actually matter. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It doesn't actually matter, but I was, I just overthought it. It's cool. Um, uh, Kira comes out, like, gets Shinobu, um, holds her again, it's just like, and gets the weird feeling like, oh, I was relieved that she was okay. What's happening to me? <laughs> and, like, if Kira weren't such a monster, like, this would be a sympathetic moment for him. Because, like, he's learning kind of how to be a person. But yeah. he, he's a monster. So Yeah, there's no redemption for this man. And I don't think I don't think that uh, Araki's trying to show that there's some no, sort of no, redemption no. arc for him. Nah, he's, he's just a psychopath. Development. Yeah, like, it's really just showing that, like... Like, yeah, there's still a person, like, he is still a person, and people Mm -hmm. work a certain way, but but he's still a fucking, like, psycho-murdering rapist guy, so, like... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Shinobu passes out, he puts her inside, is like, alright, I'm gonna take care of you right now, you fucking cat. Because he considers it, it's like, is it an enemy? Uh, I don't know, maybe... So, he's just like, sorry, and like puts a Killer Queen bomb on uh, a rock. And this is the first time that we've seen it like uh, stylized like a little watch, which comes up again in Steel Ball Run. It's neat. But yeah. he ta- and he tosses the rock at Stray Cat to blow it up, and Killer Queen does, flicks the switch, nothing happens. And Killer uh, Stray Cat shows an- off another ability with air. Uh, he's put in air bubble around himself and killer queen's bomb depriving it of air meaning it can't explode and then just bats it away where it explodes off like harmlessly yeah what are you without your bombs kira boy 
turns out not a whole lot because then he just gets Killer Queen to like step on it. Yeah. <laughs> and again, Stray Cat puts up the bubble, not having it. Like not having it literally at all. Um, and Stray Cat goes on the attack here and starts mm. uh, throwing some bubbles. Like Killer oh. can't see the bubbles at first and he dodges a few of them. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, like, uh, Stray Cat blew up a cactus nearby when Kira was holding Oh, Shinobu. yeah, and, like... That was cool. Kind of like a throwback got... to the, uh, the ripple cactus when, uh, Joey was shitting on Donovan way back when. It was neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Kira, Kira and his what and Shinobu got riddled with, uh, with cactus needles. needles. Yeah, and that's when, uh, Kira was, like, relieved that she wasn't hurt. Um... But then he got riddled with another uh, air bubble in a very specific place. Uh, his own vein. <laughs> <laughs> and the Stray Cat was able to put an air bubble in Kira's vein in his arm. <laughs> and he sees it traveling up his good old arm. And he's like, I hate it. I no hate it. Doctor, it made me so uncomfortable. But I heard if more than 10 cc's of air gets in your veins you die and that's true yeah um, that's definitely accurate and, and he tries to like he he rips off his uh shirt sleeve revealing his absolutely ripped arm like he's fucking, <laughs> like who knew kira was fucking diesel like yeah. god damn i mean you gotta be pretty tough to do what he does man yeah i guess he's got those strangling arms like <laughs> good for him <laughs> <laughs> like it's the stranglers workout <laughs> you just practice on necks oh gross um so he tries to like pinch the air out it's not working and then he's just like all right this is gonna be this is really stupid and it's gonna hurt then he blows up his own vein at like a very small explosion and out goes the air uh again, and all of his blood most of his blood let's not say <laughs> he definitely all. lost a few few pints yeah so kira is on the ground like literally incapacitated by this animal stand and this is a trend that we've seen where animal stands are very good at what they do <laughs> like we saw a rat was super tough to beat stray cat is super tough to beat even going back to iggy and the fool like a very iggy strong the fool stand. and pet shop and um, yeah Iggy and the Fool and Pet Shop was, like, one of the most intense fights in, like, all of Star Wars Crusaders. Yeah, it was, like, the best fight. Because both of those yeah. stands were super powerful. And because all these stands are, like, very simple. Like, can control sand. Can control ice. Can control air. Can shoot weird poison darts. All right, maybe not that one. But the other three, like, the rules... They have... And I guess it's just because the, the, when you see these animals, they have these, like, singular goals and, like... Yeah, they, they just They just want to murder the other thing. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, the rule of stand is the simpler it is, the more powerful it is. And mm -hmm. Stray Cat's pretty powerful. And Kira's at the end of his rope. He's like, oh, boy, this thing is gonna kill me. And he gets a flash of insight and tosses out a golf ball at Stray Cat. And immediately, it just starts batting with it. And it's kind of cute. <laughs> it's just like... Yeah. It's kind of yeah. cute in a demented sort of way. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> come on. It's, 
it's this weird pink flower like this weird pink murder flower that's just playing with a golf ball with petals instead of paws and it's whatever and he does it he gets out of there alive um we cut to shinobu waking up is like oh uh kasaku told me that he's gonna he took the buried the cat somewhere else and we see that the grave is empty now but because kira has actually potted stray cat um in the attic where he can like hold on to it because maybe it's maybe it's gonna come in handy someday spoiler it really does because jesus christ the stray cat killer queen dual dual ability tight super tight yeah and but guess who sees and put stray cat in the attic it's hayato um because hayato faked out his his fake dad because he's been on to kira from the beginning um this kid is like Aside from his, like, home life being shitty, this kid is on some other other level of, like, he needs to see, to seek, he to uh, see help. Someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I've been filming my parents for, like, the past five years. What of it? Yeah, I have countless footage of them boning, like. Yeah. Gosh, Jesus. He's probably <laughs> just got, like, tapes and tapes of this shit. Um, Ugh. So he goes up into the attic and he finds straight he sees stray cat and at the same time kira comes back because he realized that hayato has grifted him at this point um fake having left the house and hayato like opens the window which wakes up stray cat because it responds to sunlight because it's a plant and uh does the episode end with uh, stray cat about to go on the attack or is there more no, I think that's it. I think that's when the to okay. be continued hits. Yeah, the to be continued right as Stray Cat's waking up and is about to fire an air bullet at Hayato. It's like I didn't realize Stray Cat was going to be a two-parter, but it's a pretty lengthy chunk of manga, and it does set up um, stuff for later on, especially like the climactic, uh, one of the final battles between uh, Josuke and Kira. Oh yeah, cool. Stray Cat's gonna gonna play big into that, and also it was just, it was nice to have a Kira themed episode. Uh, oh, yeah. I think a lot of people that are watching Part Four that haven't that haven't been exposed to Part Four before have been like itching for Kira to come back, which I understand. So oh, like yeah, I'm glad definitely. that those people got what they want. Yeah, he's been popping up now and again, like at the beginning or ends of episodes, but like yeah, ha- we haven't had a chunk devoted to him for a while. Yeah, I know like, a lot of anime only people like got really drawn in by the uh, mm-hmm. by sheer heart attack. So mm-hmm. like. Everybody Ooh, wants is... a little more of that Yoshikage, you know? They want that Yoshikage loving. And who can blame them? I mean, Not me. No. I, I mean, I, I just want to see Superfly at this point. But, yeah, I mean, not yet. Araki not yet. didn't make a better villain until Part 7. Boy, you... <laughs> what, fucking, uh... Oh, goddamn, I can't... I just what? forgot part f- part five's part Diabolo? five. Diabolo? Yeah, God, he's so forgettable. You mean you you mean King Crimson's user? <laughs> you mean King Crimson's friend? Yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, all right. If you say that King Crimson is the villain of part five, then King Crimson is a great villain. Oh but, yeah. Uh, but uh, his stand user not so much. But anyway, so that was a cool episode of Diamond Is Unbreakable. But uh, we're on good track to not run oh, too great, far over time. Great time. Great time. 
So uh, let's let's just talk about Jajolian here. And so just like a catch up from last month. So we just were introduced to uh, the new mem the newly uh, rediscovered member of the uh, of the Higashikata family, which is everybody's mom. Their strange, Kato. yeah, Kato. their strange jailbird mother. And, <laughs> and uh, 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 Josh, you got uppercutted with the chair. It was very cool. And yeah. <laughs> Josh, you getting hurt is my aesthetic. Oh, Josh, you crawling out of that hole was mm, mm. just like sprinkle that in my pasta. It was so good. Um, yeah, so we got a new chapter here, and we got some plot movement. So again, spoiler warning: go read the chapter spoiler, first. Spoiler, spoiler. Super uh, spoiler. We're not gonna hold anything back. We never hold. Yeah. Anything so, back. so without further ado, let's dig right in. So we start off uh, just Josuke looking at some trees. The, the name know. of the chapter, by the way, is "The Man Who Lives by the Pond." Part right. Part. It's chapter fifty-nine, and it's "Man Who Lives yeah. by the Pond" part one. So this is definitely gonna be. Uh, yeah. an evolving story yeah thank goodness um so he's looking at some trees and then we cut back to uh the the fresh prince of bel-air house with all the Hishikatas, <laughs> the fresh prince of mariah cho um and uh, josuke seems like he wants to learn how to ride a motorcycle because uh norisuke has got some got a got a snazzy motorcycle in there i love like, this got... panel so much which one? I want to ride that cool bike. <laughs> oh, no fair. I want to ride the bike. Oh, that. Oh, God. Josuke's just yelling face. Uh, with yeah, that, he's just like, that, it looks like he's just yelling into the abyss. This yeah, panel that, is just so, uh, <laughs> this panel is just so Jajolian. It's just like, there's this weird outburst for no reason. Like, with Norisuke uh, just like having this weird clown grin on his face. Mm -hmm. And then Josh, he's just in the background like, mm. <laughs> mm. this is good thumbnail potential too like i want to ride that cool bike yeah oh it's quite a bike and it's so sure josuke i'll teach you how to ride it but what you guys and the whole In the next panel he's like well actually i don't really care about riding a motorcycle because <laughs> josuke jotusuke gappy four balls whatever you want to call him uh <laughs> Kujo, uh is a is one of the, i think the smartest jojos like or the, like one of the most clever like each one has a, like a like a quality that uh, type typifies them and i think his is like he's really clever like yeah he's also like the most self-aware like not self-aware in like comedy sense but like self-aware and like he knows what's going on around him and he knows oh yeah. he knows how the people around him work and he knows yeah. how to work them to his advantage mm -hmm. so the whole thing was he wanted to get norisuke alone because uh, they're in the garage with this, uh, where the security cameras are, and Josuke brings up this. Oh, I didn't notice this iPad has a uh, Jotaro's like little hand thing on it instead of an Apple icon. That's cool. You see that? Oh yeah, that's nifty. That is um, nifty. I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so we retreat to a shot of Norisuke like about to go hog wild on this hog <laughs> like, with, with, with his, his weird with his weird like pearl hair like pearl beads hair looking weirder than ever yeah like streaming out behind him while josuke is just like i don't fucking care about that anymore i got you here so i could show you this ipad um so he's showing them security footage of around 
the Higashikata house, like, 4 a.m. around some trees. And there's a, there's a figure there. And it's moving. And it, it's, like, reaching up, testing out branches. And Norsuke is freaking out. It's like, there, there's someone stalking out my house? No, that can't be. Who is this? And it's like, we got this cool panel of all the rock humans that uh, Josuke has murdered, which... Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, um... Oh, fuck, I forget the little Higashikata's name, but the one uh, he killed by thinking... By making him think the bus was Jobin, that was still, like, the most raw way to kill someone. Like, holy Oh, shit. yeah. Um... But we know that this person is probably the person on the iPad is uh, searching the Higashikata property for uh, the Rakakaka branch that um, Joseph Fumi and Kira grafted onto a tree way back when. The ho- the way this whole uh, party got started, like stealing mm-hmm. the Rakakaka branch from the rock humans from the, that they imported from uh, New Guinea. We get a lot of exposition here. It's just it kind of brings you back up to speed about what's been happening. Yeah, over the (laughs) over the the course of the last like year and a half. Yeah, in a way that the Malagro Man parts one and two did not. (laughs) No, see the Malagro Man parts one and two like they were enjoyable, but they totally broke up the pacing and totally like veered the this the plot out of control. But uh, yeah. For a monthly manga, that's kind of not kosher, I feel, but, like, whatever, Araki man. Araki can do, can do whatever he wants. Yeah, so they're talking about how uh, the rock humans imported the fruits. Like, they couldn't have imported them alone. There has to have been custom inspections, and all the money they received, because they were selling the fruits for a hot 200 mil, like, per fruit. How did this? How did they launder this money? They needed help. So Josuke is saying all this, and he's leading into uh, the fact that it's Jobin on the Jobin is a bad man. He brightens up the footage, and we see that it's Jobin with his weird Doritos clothes, um, just skulking around his own house, uh, trying uh, presumably to find the uh, the Rakakaka branch. And, and uh, Norisuke takes this uh, well. Yeah, he's like, Josuke, is this some kind of joke? <laughs> and Josuke's just super honest with him. He's like, let me tell you what I think about this. It's really hard for me to say, but I felt like I had to tell you my thoughts. That's why I showed you this image. And I'm like, it's this uh, panel where Josuke's saying all this, it's cool because you see the seam in his eyes here, like, that were his and Kira's. So, like, a nice dramatic, like, beat, like, yeah, he's serious about this. It's it's cool. Yeah. Um. And bottom line, he's been uh, building Norske up to the fact that Jobin has been the one helping out these rock humans by importing the shipments through the Higashikata family fruit parlor and laundering the money through that because apparently the Higashikata has made a lot of money off of fruit. <laughs> like, bless them, bless yeah, them. They have they have a lot of cash, and. You know, I mean, Jobin drove a drove a, a fucking Lamborghini, so like, they got money coming out of their eyes. Yeah, and it's hard to remember like back 
like 20 some chapters where they got the uh the event recorder out of the lamborghini and that showed uh jobin making a deal with someone like giving them a fruit or no giving uh one of the one of the rock humans like the whole plant oh yeah i don't even remember that far back so there was some foreshadowing to this that's neat yeah it, it was all leading up to it, it was just a shame because like then that long fight with the uh the twister happened and that kind of like threw off the i gotta and... reread i gotta yeah. make some time to reread yeah it's hard um and josuke is just saying how the tree with the grafted branch is probably still out there like because the wall eyes with the earthquake and everything moved everything around like there's just a random tree out there with the rakakaka branch and there might be a fruit on there and he refers back to uh yatsuyu and uh demo demo tamaki and the little demo tamaki face in this panel in in this word bubble is he's just like he's a potato man yeah (laughs) uh and josuke is confident that the branch is still there because uh he can feel it he probably like i mean he was basically born from the rakakaka and if anyone was able to feel that it was still alive it is probably him and he is devoted to getting one of these fruits so he can fix uh holly joe star's uh brain disease which we still don't know what caused that and i think once we do that'll answer some questions because it's yeah crazy. i mean there's definitely uh i don't think we're really done with the connections back to steel ball run like it oh, might seem oh, like no because we heard we learned the whole thing about what happened to johnny and everything but i definitely don't think that there's isn't going to be any more connections and i think holly is definitely going to have a lot to do with that yeah if jesus christ does not show up in jojo land i will be surprised because <laughs> i think my my good buddy jeezy crazy has still got some uh, roles to play in this game theory <laughs> game jesus christ theory. created the rock cock fruit And its equivalent exchange healing abilities are one of Jesus' miracles. Game yeah. theoried. I mean, yeah, that's what all ten chapters of Love Train was about. Fuck. Oh, man. <laughs> Did they, like, steal Jesus Christ and then plant a tree on his body? Or they buried him and the tree grew out of his grave. Oh, fuck. Fuck with me, Jack. I'm just game theorying over here. You got to keep up. Are you wearing your game theory hat, aka? I'm wearing a... my game theory hat. I have Matt Pat. He's tied up in the corner of my room. Is that the game theory man? Yes. Did you that's take him? I, I I kidnapped the game theory man, oh, and boy. I'm like running all of my game theories past him. Perfect. That's how you know that they're quality. Yeah. Um, there's a really good line from Josuke here. It's just talking to Norsuke, like, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I owe you my life, and you've been a good person as the head of this household. I have respect for you. That's why I wanted to tell you this now. And it's just, like, really honest and open. Just Well, yeah. I mean, like, I like Norisuke a lot. He's, like, probably my favorite character in all in this whole part, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he's, a real good, he's a real good TV dad. He's up oh. there with Uncle Phil and Red Foreman. Oh, he's Japanese Uncle Phil. I love yeah. it. Oh, and man. he gets a lot of crap, but uh, I'm glad that Josuke respects him because he does a good job at what he does. Oh, yeah. So, 
Norsuke leads uh, Josuke is like, all right, fine, okay. I don't think, I don't want to believe you're right, but I'll help you out. And he shows him um, some of the, like really cool fruit <laughs> leading up to something. He's just like, see this fruit? It's really good. And you know how <laughs> this I know is the it's best good? fruit. <laughs> I have the best fruit um, because of this man. I've never told anyone about this man. And he holds up a picture of a guy on. Uh, and I hate him. I hate this man. Why is there pea pods on his shirt? <laughs> Look, man. I hate him. Because Araki designs characters like people play Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's like uh, pea pods, uh, dreadlocks, uh, piercings. Yes. <laughs> I feel like Araki has like a character generator at this point. Like. And, like, whenever he can't think anything, he just runs this character generator. It's like, all right, he's got a sweater vest, uh, pea pods, this weird hat, and, like, long braided hair. Like, all right, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) And he only eats tree bark. Cool. Great. And his name is Hall and Oates. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So we get the first of many uh, scene changes. Uh, after Joshu shows uh, Josuke, like, after Norsuke, God, there's too many characters, shows him that man. Uh, he's like, find this man, go meet this person, he'll be able to show you uh, where the rock cock is. There's nobody else like him. Go. Don't tell anyone about this. Um, and Josuke's leaving, and who sees him but Kato Higashikata just lounging in a hammock, drinking oh, some boy. champagne. And Norsuke is just yelling at her. It's like, what are you doing in my garden? It's like, what are you doing in my swamp? Oh. <laughs> Norsuke is just like, you don't look like you're here to see the kids right now. And that's my Krug. You're dr- is that Krug or kind of champagne, Andrew? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it is because he's just pissed about everything. He hates this situation. Um. And he gets real close to Kato. He's like, you don't have any right to be here. I don't want you here. I don't want you near my kids. Just get out of my sight. And she And calls... ogres are like onions. <laughs> ogres are like onions. Um, and she picks up the phone and calls, presumably Jobin, because you say it's your father. And she's the she's been seen uh, talking with Jobin. He's the one who picked her up from prison. Um, and she suspects that he's planning something or lying to her in some way and thinks that Josuke is at the bottom of this because he was walking around with the cell phone that Norsuke gave. Well, clearly Kato and Jobin have been conspiring against Norsuke this entire time. Oh, yeah. And... So there is some, there is some, uh, double, like, double trickery going on here. Yeah, it was like, we're gonna see, I think these two are going to be shaping up to be like not maybe not the big bad but like a definitely an obstacle for josuke and the good higashikatas to overcome which is yes it's gonna be super cool um and joven's just like all right okay i'll i'll follow i'll look out at josuke see what he's doing thanks mom um hangs up and he gets uh like the really brutal flashback to uh right after josuke like beat the shit out of demo 
like beat him into pieces and it's really graphic it's just oh because the implication being that jobin was friends with all these rock humans and like josuke killed all of his friends <laughs> yep think i got that right yeah that that about sums it all up but yeah another scene change real quick this is a really girthy chapter um go to this pond see some frogs uh jumping around and what do you think happens here because i think that one jobin's weird stand uh turns these frogs into gloves that then jobin puts on is that yeah i think that's what it's implying but uh i don't I don't really remember what Jobin's stand does, to be honest with you. We only know one of its effects was to increase the heat of things. We don't know anything else about it. Like, everyone yeah, else so we know... maybe Jobin's stand... Does some weird shit. Yeah. Maybe... What was it? Jobin's stand is gold experience. <laughs> oh, God. Jobin's stand is weird, soft machine. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh... So he's just, like, throwing fried chicken into this pond for some reason. Yeah, while wearing these frog gloves, and... And then something I don't like happens. Yeah, he's making this weird call, and then a a creature shows up, and it's terrifying. And it looks like a rock human that's been through hell. And... He doesn't look good. No. um, no, He's been... He's got a couple issues he should probably get checked out. Yeah, he looks like... A rock that's kind of just been like thrown like thrown from a great distance and jobin has brought this man some fried chicken to eat and informs him that all of the other rock humans have died they've been wiped out because uh i guess because the impl- implication being that he, this man we don't really know his name has been able to keep a low profile these years like just living by this pond and the scene ends with Jobin at, about to ask this thing a favor. And we don't see what that favor is, but it's probably nothing good for our heroes, this story. Yeah. Yeah. Then the final and most important scene change here in uh, good old chapter 59. Josuke walking down the street, stopping at the bus, uh, going to i guess he's going to go see this plant appraiser this fruit appraiser dude and he's uh given a letter by a young boy who uh we thought was someone else (laughs) yeah there was a there was a whole thing so like last week when the raws for this pot for this chapter came up yeah uh, there was some misguided uh spoiler hype for mm-hmm. the I, w- w- the discussion was sent around the identity of this kid and so basically everybody thought that from the the shot of the last page that this kid was Emporio and people really jumped the gun on it and got and lost their minds myself included and oh, Jack same same I and, lost my uh, goddamn mind yeah it's just a random kid <laughs> yeah it's just a kid because he's wearing a baseball jersey and we only saw like a distant shot of him in the raws but close up he looks nothing like emporio it's definitely not emporio yeah so this kid gives him a letter it's like i'm supposed i'm supposed to give you this here and the weird thing is the letter is addressed to josuke higashikata 
and no one really should know that name outside uh-huh. the Higashikata family or um God. what girl Koichi what's her name you see Damn. I don't remember oh, uh, we're man. bad I don't remember uh girl Koichi uh, <laughs> we haven't seen her in like 15 chapters doesn't matter um but no one should know his actual name and it's like he gets the letter it's like what is this letter who's it from i was just i was just told i had to give it to you by a man around the corner of the street that guy gave me a reward okay so bye like man somebody that knows me and he like holds up the letter to the light he can see that he can feel something inside and he holds it up to the sun and there's a tooth in this letter Andrew? Yeah, there sure is. There's a tooth with some blood on it. And, oh boy, he immediately drops the letter. It's like, what What the fuck was in that letter? It's not safe to open that thing. There's somebody, who sent me this? And then, I think this is one of the most, like, chilling sequence of panels, like, that we've had in a while. Cause yeah, we get a long shot of the street of the kid who just gave him the letter, like the back of him, and then slowly turning around, and his face is completely like featureless, aside from like two holes for the eyes and one hole for his mouth, and he just turns around and just starts walking towards Josuke, like super weird, like kind of just stumbling towards him and yeah that's it that's the end of the chapter and it's also on hiatus next month this series will be on hiatus next issue please understand no i don't don't understand understand. araki what are you (coughs) doing what happened to the guy that whips you into drawing manga get back (laughs) into your hole araki whipped that man Yeah, so we won't be seeing any, we won't see any Jajolian again until December the earliest, unfortunately. Yeah, it's probably going to be like a Christmas present. Merry Christmas, you got existential horror. Have fun. Yeah, so, no Triple Judge episodes for a while, but that's fine. Man, we're just over an hour. We did a good job. We got through everything in a timely manner. Blitzed through it, like. We were just handing the ball off to each other, making some sick laterals, just running down the field. You know, sports ball. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, dude, sports. But uh, anyway, so <laughs> with, with, beyond that, uh, yeah, we're done. Thanks so much for listening, guys. You yeah, know, have fun, guys. Have a good week. Goodbye. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>